guys, welcome back to Coffee with a Shot of Cynicism. I'm Eleni. I'm Jeffrey. And today we're talking about the fallout of the breakup, aptly yes. called the breakup part two. Yes, the breakup part two. They're a little two. sloppy in the first season in with, ter- their, with their titles. With titles? I don't think I've ever really paid attention. It's yeah. are they? Do they get? Do they get like quirkier as the show goes? Yeah, on? they get quirkier. In the beginning, it's really just like simple. Simple. This is what's happening in the era, episode. Like Lorelai's first day of Chilton. You're like, yeah, we get it. <laughs> or She's the, going to school. Yeah, the Lorelai's first day of Chilton. Exactly. Like, this is literally just called the breakup oh, part two. They have the same name. Yeah. So we know what's happening in this episode. Yes. Before we do that. Um, we received fan mail. <gasps> fan mail. Repeat fan mail. Yeah. From our number one fan. Physical fan mail too. <laughs> who's a bit, probably a bit biased because she purposely started watching Gilmore Girls because we told her we were starting a podcast. But that's great. We started a new fan. Well, we gave, we got a new fan for Gilmore Girls. Yes. So we told. Share so royalties. <laughs> <laughs> we should. Uh, Netflix, give us the royalties. No, I think Netflix is in debt. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix is in debt. So no. Um. No, so we came up, we came up with the idea for this podcast in April of this year, yeah, and that was like the very very early stages. We hadn't really figured out which direction we wanted to take it in, but we told a few people about it, and we made like the social media handles. And so I I, to, I so I texted our friend Lori, and I told her we. We, we're starting our own podcast. You have to follow the Instagram, which was blank at the time. Yeah, she was like, zero posts before <laughs> followers. So she like got on the van right, right, right away. And then it was a couple more months before we actually started. Like it actually came to be. Yeah, we recorded. We, I think we actually recorded our first episode when I came. No, when I came to visit in like May. It was the last week of April, so it was... Yeah, yeah. last week of April because I was here for Easter. Yes. uh, Greek Easter. (laughs) And then, um, but it was only up and running, like, by the time we figured everything out with Apple Podcasts and Spotify and whatever, the the first episode only came out late June. Yeah, so... Yeah, so there was a, there was a bit of a gap, but in between that gap, mm-hmm. where where it was you know an idea was born, we were, were working on it, and then the public got to see it in the in that you know span of two months. Um, Lori watched the entire show plus the revival, and I was like, her binge game is strong. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not I'm, I'm not very good at binging, so. She she Shame takes on you. she takes she takes the cake with no I'm, she did really good <laughs> I'm so bad with binging really it's like for me a binge is like three episodes I'm like I need a rest that's like, not a binge no like for me it's like one afternoon three episodes I'm like I binged today like that's no, my didn't. version no, of that you didn't your I, binge game is weak <laughs> yeah I know I have my headspace is not good so we have physical fan mail from she sent it to us. our friend Lori. She literally mailed it. She mailed it. Yeah, she's like, "Do you guys have a PO box?" We're like, "Okay, calm down." Yeah, so we, a so we went. She so she lives in Edmonton right now. So right before she went back home, we had breakfast, and she asked us, "Do you guys have a PO box?" And I figured she was kidding. No, but she was like, <laughs> she was serious. She, she was like, "You guys are big time now. You need a PO box." Yeah, and I was like. Um, what do you mean, like a PO box, like on PBS Kids, where kids where kids send in like letters? I'm like, no, we don't have a PO box, Lori. And she was like, offended. And so anyway, that was there was there was a big inside joke about how we need a PO box. And I said, Lori, you need to you need to live in the 21st century. I mean, PO yeah. boxes still exist, but like yeah, but like just tweet me now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we have a physical card and an envelope, and on the on the front it says, "Coffee with a shot of cynicism." And then for Jeffrey and Eleni. Mm-hmm. And on the back, it says, open together at your dot, 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 P.O. box. Yeah. 
which basically just means our, one of our houses. Yes. So we're, we don't know what's in it. We're going to open it together. Yes. So we're going to open it now. Hear that paper. See? The, the physical mail. The written word is not dead. No. I, don't know who, I don't know who said that. While he's opening that, send mail more often, guys. Yes. It's a really nice treat when you get home and all you're expecting is bills. Yes. And you get See? an actual letter. See? Hear that paper? Beautiful. Keep that envelope. <laughs> Destroy that envelope. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm bad with that. So the card says, thinking of you. Oh, Thinking of you too, Lori. Yes. And on inside... Okay. You want to skim it before it says something really embarrassing? <laughs> no, it says okay. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing embarrassing. Okay. Or okay. So it's dated from August twenty third. Mm-hmm. It says, "Dearest Jeffrey and Eleni, thank you for making me smile and laugh along with you guys, three thousand five hundred sixty two kilometers away." Oh my gosh, she googled it through your incredible podcast. I've listened to the episodes over and over. Thank you for making my days every day. I love you both to pieces, sending you both hugs, and keep the episodes coming. Love, Lori. Lori, you're so sweet. Yes. And she also wrote at the top, please enjoy the little surprise I've sent you. I've, I've sent your way to say thank you for being amazing. She yeah. sent us these. Um, they're called book besties. Yes, they're called book besties. They're from Indigo. It's like a little pouch to keep your book in. Yeah, if because sure. Jeffrey and I were the weird kids that used to carry our books around in a plastic bag because we didn't want them to get damaged. Yeah, and I was telling my mom, so my mom said the other day that I could have come up with this idea years ago and put a patent on it, which I could that's have. That's true but, of everything, but that's, <laughs> but that's a lot of work, and I, it's, it was easier for, for, to, wait for some, to wait for someone else to come out with it. And just enjoy it. Yes, but I was telling her the other day when she said that, that it was never weird for me to keep my book in a plastic bag because I remember in like grade one or grade two when we were first like learning to read we would like take books home from school that, that the teacher assigned us and we had to bring in a big ziploc bag to keep our books in oh i never had that <laughs> so for me in my head it was like this but is, i would plastify you know? all my books okay wow so it was a different for me it was just a different form of protection i'm like i can't classify every single book that i bring home no but i'm just gonna put it in a plastic bag <laughs> but you're getting ready for your library dreams exactly. your, li- your librarian future Not a librarian. i lost a slipper Oh, here it is. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, wow. so thank you, Lori. Yes, that was so sweet. We were, we'll have to, like, put it on the wall of our studio that's non-existent <laughs> with, our, with, our, with our studio audience. Do you have a bulletin board? Yes, I do, in my office you can put it in at your, home. In your, oh, his office, excuse me. <laughs> you can put it, put it on your bulletin board, and if we grow. Yes, okay. And before we start, we also have a studio audience today. Bosley. Yes. Bosley's my dog. Who's adorable. We, yeah, we usually record at Jeffrey's house because I have a car and it's just easier for me to get to Jeffrey's house. Um, this week my work schedule was a little iffy, so I told him to come here. And Bosley's here. You can follow Bosley at Doodle Adventures 12. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a little tired right now, but he's cute. But he's adorable when he sleeps, yeah. so and, we uh, love him. In a couple of minutes. Now that he heard his name, he's probably going to come and shove his toy in my face. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. Hi, we, lo- we love the interruptions. Yeah. So we actually have a living thing this time <laughs> listening to. <laughs> yeah. In the past, when I say, like, please, our studio audience, it would be the fan in my the kitchen. The fan that plays because it's the place that's, that's on because it's super hot outside. Yes, in my kitchen. Although it got really chilly lately. Fall is here. See? Fall. Just like in Stars Hollow. That's true. Fall. Shall we begin? We shall. So, in this episode... No, wait. What? I want to bring up the Twitter thing. Right. She has another anecdote. I have another anecdote, just because... Um, yeah, so, um, lately I've been trying to grow our Twitter account. 
I mean, you're doing a pretty good job because Twitter I... Twitter is harder than Facebook. Twitter's like, fucking for, hard. Twitter's harder than Chrissy Instagram. Teigen, how do you do it? Um, <laughs> That's she's an anomaly. She's hilarious. <sighs> um, but Twitter's really really hard, and lately I've been trying to grow our Twitter base, and so I've been trying to follow like, um, like-minded people, Gilmore Girls fans, um, you know, funny things, whatever, and like a bunch of things that mm. we like obviously <laughs> um, I mean, considering we like we like we don't tweet like all the time like we tweet enough but we but like we're not we're not we haven't been around that long so considering no, but like let me see how many tweets do we have like 45 or tweeters. something on the tweeters tweets please i still don't know how this works also by the way <laughs> every day i discover something new yeah we have something in the 40s like 40 something tweets um so that isn't bad no, it's not bad at all. Um, but we have 55 followers um, and we're following 90 people. All that to say, the other day I was going through some accounts and looking like, looking at who we could follow, you know, if they're, we can retweet some of their stuff, mm-hmm. you know, liking some things. And um, it's a great community. And then I ran, uh, ran across this account that's following us. So the handle is I am Luke Danes. Okay. So I thought it was like, you know, like anecdotes of Luke Danes and like, like quotes a, like, like a fan do. account yeah like a fan account but no then i read the um bio i guess they mm-hmm. have it so married to at lorelei danes dad to april dawn morgan leah will lily daniel and kitty stepdad to rory and lola diner owner so then i was like what is this like i didn't know what this was I'm, so, I'm very confused right now. I was super confused. So then, married to at Lorelai Danes, I'm like, okay, maybe that'll give me some like insight into what this is. And so, same thing for her. She's like married to at Luke Danes, whatever. And let me pull it up here. And anyways, they the whole family has like a Twitter handle. Okay. Emily has one. Rory has one. And I don't know if they're run by the same person. I was going to say, are they, is it all run by the same person? So the people? thing is, I found a tweet on the Luke Danes account that said, um, that said, like, we're looking for somebody, like, for role play. So I don't know if they, like, this person recruits other people to, like, run the Twitter account or if they are doing them themselves. Uh, so look, it says calling all Gilmore Girls fans. Are you interested in RP roleplay? We are looking for the perfect Lorelai. Must be active and must tweet all the time. Let me know if interested ASAP. Keeping Gilmore Girls alive and well. Trying to anyways. Okay. So then if you click on the Lorelai one, same thing. Uh, like she has the same thing. Mother of like all these people. Co-owner of the Dragonfly. So they also run a Dragonfly. Um... So what the this first is, this is really extensive. Yeah, so the first thing I thought was like holy shit, like this person is either Suki has one, I just saw that now. <laughs> Godmother to Morgan, I don't know who the fuck Morgan is, but it's apparently <laughs> one of Lorelai. So I did a little digging and apparently in this world, it's like fan fiction meets Twitter. Okay. So um I mean I have heard of that but in smaller doses. I, yeah, I didn't know it was this like intense. So apparently in this world, <laughs> this world, this world, not ours, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, but I did a little bit more digging in this Twitter world. Um, Luke and Lorelai have adopted a bunch of kids. Okay. Lorelai has two biological children. Oh, okay. one by Max, I think. Okay. You lost me. And Rory has two kids. Bye. I haven't. I don't know. Uh, no the evidence. Mystery. I don't know. I've been trying to dig to find to out. To be continued. Yeah, and their name are, are their names are 
Aston and I don't know what. Oh boy, that's uh. Yeah. Interesting, comma creepy. I don't uh, know what it is. I not mean, creepy. Okay. Well, I don't mean to bash them, but no, like, no, it's not. It's a little weird, just because I feel like there's a lot of work that goes into that. Yeah. But <laughs> you're not um, convinced. But at the same time, like it's super extensive. Like Rory Gilmore Danes, by the way, because I guess she changed her name in this world. Mm. Daughter of Lorelai Danes and. Luke Danes, best friend to Lane Kim, mom to, oh, sorry, Rylan and Lexi, auntie to, uh, oh, I didn't do good research then. She's mom to Rylan and Lexi, don't know who that is. <laughs> auntie to Aston, oh, because I guess, like, Max Medina's kid has a kid? Um, okay, how does, what? I'm so confused. Me too, I'm very and lost. And, like, they tweet things, like, I don't know who this person is, but they tweet things, like, fell asleep for about four hours. <laughs> Luke's going to spend time with my mom over the weekend. This is, um, I just have to say, who has, I mean, I admire... FaceTime with mom and she's okay. I admire your love for Gilmore Girls, but who who has the time? I don't know. Or the the, the dedication. I think we should commend the dedication above all. Honestly, that was more my thought when I, I was like, okay, this is a little weird, but at the same time, like, I don't know if this person's running all those accounts. If you are, my goodness. (laughs) Holy shit. I, I mean, I feel like it must have been like one or two people who came, who came up with the world and are now trying I to... I guess. Do you think it was a fan fiction before and they like transferred it to Twitter? I'd hope so. Maybe. I hope it existed before Twitter because Twitter meets fan fiction is like It's a, a new lot. level of dedication, I think. Yeah. Because just fan fiction, like you have to come up with all this like stuff. I mean, I've never actually looked up Gilmore Girls fan fiction. Is I there have. Is there a lot? There is a lot. Okay, because I used And the thing is, I never read fan fiction that was like, what would have happened if like, like in this case, for mm-hmm. example, if Roy, oh, so there was one that I read during, like in the day, like in 2009, I think it was, you know, when Christopher comes back and they have sex in the balcony. Yes. What would have happened if Rory got, Lorelai got pregnant again? Oh, okay. That's an, that's an interesting. It's an interesting take, but I was never into like that kind of fan fiction. I was more into like, I want to know what other people are thinking. About yeah. a certain scene kind of thing, you okay. know? So, like, the scene would stay the same, and, like, somebody would write it from, like, Luke's point of yeah. view or something. Yeah, that's like, more like a character study kind that's of... That's it. Yeah. So, the, that's what I was... I never got into these whole, like, multi-chapter, like, what if this had happened and that. But yeah. I get that people really like that. Mm-hmm. And we both have a really favorite, like, a favorite book that we read that is kind of like that. Fangirl? Oh, yes. Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I thought that was super interesting. Um... If you're the owner of that Twitter account, Damn. congratulations. Yeah. I mean, yeah, on some, I mean, on one level, like, wow. On the on another level, I'm also super curious calm about down. how it works. I mean, I think it has to be like. I want to do more digging. This squirrel is climbing the balcony. Sorry, I got See? super distracted. We do have a studio audience: squirrel and dog. Yeah, I don't know if the squirrel's uh, dedicated as the dog. Oh, no, he's asleep. Uh, anyways, is it weird for me to want to talk to this person? No, please come on our podcast. Also, yeah. I think we found I, some Dean fans. Yeah, we did. Holy <laughs> shit, you guys. What did I tell you? I said I told you they exist. I didn't say they didn't exist. I didn't think they were that... Um, intense. They're not intense. And ardent of supporters. Yeah, I guess. But what I'll say to that is that, like... I'm sure you guys have characters that you hate. 
Yeah. No, I mean, I think, okay, I'm going to... Gen- Some of them were super intense, though. I'm going to generalize, so don't clock me for being judgy, but um, I feel like... Dean fans, from what I've observed in the fandom, just over the like since since being in the fandom myself, carefully, I've from what I've observed of Dean fans, it's like they're they're just kind of uh, very simplistic when it comes to standards, shall we say? Like I'm gonna say, I don't know what that means, so I'm gonna need <laughs> you to ref- like rephrase or I mean like elaborate like you know like for example like the Dean versus Jess argument is that like Jess and and Rory had more in common they're more bookish so they're, they they're a better fit let's shall we say like a lot of people have a lot of people have that view I feel like the opposite is that like or like the, the like vice versa would be Dean and Rory don't have a lot in common so it's like they were never a good fit so like yeah. But so people who disagree with that say like it doesn't matter. Dean's a good man. Blah blah blah. So like I feel it, like this. I mean I feel like the standards. It has nothing to do with that. You know what no. I mean? Like some no. But I mean what I mean is he's a good man. Like okay, people can be good people but not fit together. You know what I mean? I mean I feel like Dean I happen and, to think Dean's not a good man. <laughs> but. I mean I I think Dean and Rory fit fine as puppy love when you're 15. Yeah, when you're 16 and 17, it's great. But I mean like. I feel yeah. So we'll I'm get to season five, like down the road, where mm-hmm. like it really didn't work anymore. Don't bring that up. At a certain point, you have to let go, is what <laughs> I mean, you know. And I, but just because you said that, I'm gonna bring up this thing. Um, I I have a we've said it before. I have a very hard time sleeping. And the other day, my phone went off. Somebody commented on one of our Twitter, uh, on one of our Instagram pictures. See, you're keeping her up at night. I hope no, you're, you're happy. Not I'm kidding. Her up at night, so I was already up. She's she's up already. I'm. I'm in and out of sleep all the time. Anyways, I think this person commented and then deleted because I couldn't find the comment anymore and I text you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the person commented like, this is why I hate the Gilmore Girls fandom. Everyone's so hard on Dean and like, and was going off. And then I was like, and you know like the three little dots that show up on your phone because the comment continues. I'm like, oh, I want to read more. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> but I guess the person deleted the comment because I couldn't find it anywhere. And basically the gist of it was like, I think they were upset not upset. It came. The comment came off as a little bit upset, but mm-hmm. they were a little bit upset by the fact that like we were Dean bashing. I mean, it's part of my charm, you guys. Yeah, and I feel like if you listen to the podcast, the uh, the few posts we have on our on our Instagram feed of us talking about <laughs> hating Dean, like it makes sense if you've listened to the podcast yeah. episodes. So, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna say if you don't understand the Dean hate then you, you probably understand it if you listen to our podcast, which is why... Yeah. Which is why we made... We, I laid out some valid reasons yes, last episode. Which is, and which is why I made the joke we should rename the podcast Eleni Hates Dean's Hair, because yeah. that's a valid title. Yeah, but it's also not just about his hair. It's about a lot of other things, which we're going to get into in this yes, episode. let's do it. Let's do it. Let's jump in. So this is episode season episode 17 of season one. Mm-hmm. Called the Breakup Part 2. The Breakup Part 2. Yes. So it opens right where the last one left off. Right. With Lorelai comforting Rory because she's like, oh my God, we broke up. What happened? I don't know. I believe her exact words were, I think I'm ready to wallow now, right? Or is that the end of this episode? No, it's the end of this episode. You really need to start doing more research. I should. Wait. Yes, I should. Okay. Yes, I'm confusing. Continue. I thought, um, no, okay, yes, I thought... No, in the beginning of this episode, she's like, well, what happened? Tell me what happened. Right, like, what okay, happened? no, no, I was, yes, yes, I yes. what happened, like, seven times. Um, All she said was we broke up, the end, executive Yeah, producer. and she doesn't want to talk about it, and she's also putting together, like, a Dean box, they later refer to it, of, like, all the things he's touched or seen her in, or, like, is that a thing? Again, I feel... Mm, see, I don't feel like... Like, literally, 
she's like, this sweater has to go. She's like, it's a brand. Laura tells her it's a brand new sweater. She's like, yeah, but he saw me in it yesterday. Oh and my god, you've been together three months. We have to throw away all the clothes. See, like you, you can just tell that, that like that's melodramatic teen yeah. because like I don't I don't think Rory is typically like that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think I wrote something in my notes uh, for that. Um, yeah, I wrote. You can tell this is very much a teen drama. Yeah. It like, was very. We we've said it a bunch of times. It was, of course, it was but very I think it's teen. a little bit more obvious in this case where she's like sad because her boyfriend broke up. With it her, was very I mean? teen drama. It was less. I'm gonna say in the first season. I, I don't. I think I've said this before. They weren't really. Sh- I, don't, I don't think they were sure yet if they wanted to go more teen drama or more family drama. I think they kind of met in the middle after season one. I think one. they met in the middle, but also it's it's interesting to see how like you kind of grow up with the show, you know, because if you're a teen watching this when it first came out on the WB and you're like 13, 14, like you kind of grow up with Rory as the seasons go on. Yeah. So I think that was great. But like in this episode, the full on teen drama comes out, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So that's it. And then the next morning she wakes up. Do you know what time she wakes up at? Was it six o'clock? Six o'clock on a See, Saturday morning. See, I do remember. I just confused the endings. Six o'clock on a fucking Saturday morning. And Lorelai's like, it's six o'clock. Yeah. On Saturday. What the fuck? <laughs> She's like, it's a day of rest. No, it's a day of pre-rest, apparently. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So, um, Rory's way of dealing with it is basically to make a big list. Yes. And, and do a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and I kind of want to smack her at this yeah. point. Because I'm not like that at all. You like that? In terms of what, like, if I'm feeling down, I have to get up and do something. Yeah, mm, it depends. Like, if I've, if I'm not, like, if I'm running away from my feelings, yes. Okay. If I've already, if I already, if I just feel shitty, then no. It's no, just okay. I'm, I've I, given, I I've given up think, hope. I don't think I've ever been like that. No. My solution to maybe my solution to like getting over stuff is more Lorelai's way, like to wallow because she says you need to wallow. Mm-hmm. Never heard of that word before this episode, by the way. When I was younger. Oh, okay. Like, you're, I'm going to say you're an, an adult woman. Yeah, now I'm an adult woman. <laughs> you know when you're younger and you're like, what's wallowing? Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, no, my, my solution to anything was go to sleep. Okay, well. Always. <laughs> Always. I can... Overwhelmed, go to sleep. <laughs> Too many things to do, go to sleep. Moving to New Brunswick, haven't packed yet, and you're leaving in 24 hours, go to sleep. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a very, I feel like that fits in with meme culture of, yeah. you know, Go to sleep if you're stressed. Yeah. I don't think it's a healthy way. Depression culture. <laughs> We've reached peak depression if you're going yes. to sleep. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's a, obviously not a healthy way of dealing with things, but it does happen. No, I know. So. I know I'm unhealthy in that regard. <laughs> no, if I'm, it's a pet, like, it's hard to Have say. Have a fight with your mother? Go to sleep. So usually I get overwhelmed by things I can't control. Yeah. So then I try and start controlling, like putting that. That an- that that ur- energy that energy that urge that anxious energy into something I can control yeah and then it becomes unhealthy yeah because no. then I'm like frantically cleaning my room at midnight and oh, I've pe- done that my too. parents are in bed and my mom comes to my room and she's like what the fuck are you doing not even that she's like legitimately angry she's like calm like what are you doing like n- not even like doesn't even register or care that I, like I'm obviously anxious about something it's like your father is asleep. And it's, like, not even about, like, oh, you were asleep, too. Like, no, no, your father's asleep. If he comes in here, like, he never comes in here. It's, like, Patriot. waking my dad is waking the dead. Like, uh, well, he will never. Like, my mother. Like he, my will, mother. he will never, like, yeah, wake my up. my mother doesn't hear shit. Like. My mother once, fun story. My mother once fell off a bed, went, ugh, and then went back to sleep on the floor. <laughs> That's funny. And also, she slept for a whole weekend once. Like, she came. A whole weekend. Yeah, she came back from work on Friday. 
Okay. I woke up Sunday morning. Like, my grandmother shook her awake frantically. She's like, are you okay? Like, what the fuck is going on? That's impressive. She's like, okay, it's Saturday morning. She's like, no, no, Mary, it's Sunday morning. <laughs> she's like, where did Saturday go? Honestly, I'm impressed. I know. Maybe that's, that's where impressive. I get it from. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a, I'm a very light sleeper compared to my mother. But when Lorelai and Rory were walking to Luke's for mm-hmm. breakfast at, like, what was it, 7, 6, yeah, 7 a.m. now? Yeah, Like... 637, yeah. We, we can't go that way. We might oh see God. Dean. We can't go this way. I might Dean see Dean. Dean on Peach. We can't go this way. <laughs> uh, we have to go by Dosey's. No, but he, maybe he might be working. And maybe, like, maybe, maybe. And on the days he's not working, he plays football on Saturday morning. I'm like, oh, fuck, Rory. <laughs> like, so they go through an alley. Yeah, and I, I think it shows, like, how... I'm not gonna, I mean, we've talked about this till till we're, till we're blue in the face, but, like, I feel like it shows... <laughs> how Lorelai is closer to maturity level as Rory in this instance where she's yeah. like she's willing to yeah. walk through an alley oh, for my her mother daughter. like shut the fuck up let's just walk down the street if you see him duck like, not, you know e- I mean? not even that my mom would have been like no like we're going no we're yeah. going this way yeah Lorelai goes along with it and she's like yeah yeah we'll just go around an alley and start picking through people's fucking like, garbage do you know any mother who would do that no not mine anyways. not mine like okay my mom would be sympathetic maybe but she'd be like okay well but she'd sit me down and be like yo we have to pass by this street at some point yeah it's a small town a sp- I'm always like or you're keeping me from Luke's like coffee <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean Especially 6.30 in the morning. I mean, I don't, remember, I don't remember which episode it's from, but doesn't Luke make a comment at some point in some episode at some point in the show where it's like... Oh, it's, you're really narrowing it down for I have, Okay, I have a really bad habit of, like, quotes from something sticking out in my head. And if it's from a show, it's like, could be from... Could be the show could be ten seasons long, and I remember one quote from one episode at any point in the show. Yeah, I don't you're know like, it, I don't know where this is from, yeah. but I know it was said. But Luke, I know it was Luke, and he said like it stars hollow. You go one way, you come out the other way, you're back in the center of town. Yeah, like that's pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. So like you're gonna run into him. Peach Street. <laughs> he lives on Peach, and he might, he he might be working. He might be not. Like Rory, stop it. Get your shit together, Rory. Yeah. So they go to Luke's. And it's crowded because they're... It's the 6 a.m. crowd. Yeah. <laughs> There's no fucking 6 a.m. crowd, okay? Not in Luke's. you get up at 5 in the morning or 6 in the morning on a Saturday, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> if you're not working and you have something to do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, unless... And like, if, if, if that was a conscious decision, I... I don't know how to no. talk. I don't know how to talk to you. No. <laughs> I got up at 4 today to take my mom to the airport. We were talking about that before. Yes. And, and she I was taking her sweet time. She was taking her sweet ass time. Mary, get your shit together. Uh, I can't travel with my mother. It's stressful to me. But she's supposed to be at the airport like at 4.45, 5. And she's taking her. And we're still here at 5.15. And I'm like, can you hurry the fuck up? Anyways, that's not the point. The point is I got up at 4. And I'm like, okay, I just have to drive her and come back. And I can go back to sleep. You know what I mean? Um, it was like sweet ecstasy when I got back into bed. Really? I was like, Ugh. Like my whole body was just like. See, I don't think, I mean, my mom has always said that I'm the kind of person who once I'm up, once I'm up, I'm up and I can't go back to sleep. She, she's that type no, of person? I'm no, I'm, I'm that kind of person. Okay. She's complete opposite. She yeah. could like be up for f- six hours, but it's still tired and she will fall asleep yeah. the, minute, the, second her, the second her head hits the pillow. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, if push came to shove, I think I could be like that too. Yeah. But I think, you know, in by nature, I'm No, not. by nature, once I'm up, I'm up too. Okay. But the thing is... I we got I got up at four like I babied her to put her luggage together till like five fifteen drove her by the time I got back home it was six thirty I I felt exhausted because I had done things yeah you know what okay. I mean and then it still took me an hour to fall asleep 
Right. Um, but I was like, if I don't, I'm going to crash like at 7 p.m. Because <laughs> I remember in March when my parents went on vacation, I had, to, I had to get up. It was a Sunday morning and I worked until like midnight the night before. Oh, so it was like, I was very tired. Or it wasn't even midnight, but it was like late. I got up at like 1130, yeah, I think. Yeah, of course. So I, got, I think we left the house at 5.30 or 6. Like it was early. Like I don't remember what time it was. To me, it's just early. Like, No. Any time before seven doesn't exist. <laughs> Any time before nine for me, oh, but I mean, I I'm know. Trying to be generous. But... <laughs> um, so I, my, I mean, my dad like drove. I was in the car. I should I should to like drive the car back, obviously. Mm-hmm. So like my dad, I was gonna drive them there, but my dad was like. I'll drive. It's fine. Because he saw I was, like, not conscious. So I was just, like... It's a hazard. <laughs> so I drove back. And I was trying... But I was trying my very best because I figured, like, oh, I'm going to come home far back I sleep. Like, it's too early. I was I was at work last night. It's fine. I'm going to be tired. Nope. The sun was already up. And... That's the fucking problem. See, I think I managed to go to sleep easy... More easily than I would have. Because when I came back, it started to get dark. Like, it's starting to be get darker earlier and later right. in the day, you yeah. know what I mean? So it was still dark So a it was bit. still dark, so I, like, I think I closed my eyes just when the sun is coming up, so I'm like, okay, it still kind of feels like nighttime. No, if the sun's up, fuck it. Yeah, this was, Mar- this was March when it was, like, starting to get lighter, starting. right? Yeah, 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 no, So it was, like, 8 a.m., and I'm like, okay, I'm really tired, but I can't fly to sleep. No. So my solution was I'm going to sit, I'm going to lie in bed and watch YouTube for two hours. There you go. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it happens. It's all right. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So they get to Luke's. Yeah. It's a 6 a.m. crowd. Yeah. Rachel is there, but Luke is not because Rachel let him sleep in. Mm, that's mm. a very out of character. Yeah, apparently Luke. we find out that it's very out of character for Luke. And Laura is a little surprised too. This is another instance where like it's in the first season where it, it's clear that Lorelai doesn't really know Luke that well. As well as, as well as she comes to or she it's clear that she I don't think they were clear in the beginning on how on the timeline of their friendship yet. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah, there was times where like Lorelai's surprised, like, oh, Luke's like this. Oh, Luke likes that. It's like, yeah. Do you know him? I know. I think the writers weren't clear in the beginning how much they wanted, like how firmly they wanted to establish their friendship before. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, because in later seasons, it's obvious that like she knows everything about him. No, no, it wasn't that obvious in the first season. And wasn't there again? I don't remember. This is like much later in the in this series. Like, I I know for sure. Like. Doesn't one of them know the exact Luke? I want to say like the exact moment that he that he first met her. Like you came into my you came into my store and yeah, because coffee. he kept the newspaper clipping. Right. Yeah. No. So like that's on his part. We don't really see his, yeah, his perspective until her, later. I feel like if you had kept that for so no 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 I'm not gonna say it because then we're gonna open a whole other can of worms. It's fine. Yes, but we both ship Luke and Lorelai, do we not? Yeah, we ship them hard. What's their ship name? Java Jumping. Oh, no, I'm not. It makes sense. I'm not though. okay with that. Why? I told you, for me, a shit name is a portmanteau. Yeah, but of their names. All right, we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, so Lorelai ends up telling Luke about the breakup, and Luke whips up famous chocolate chip pancakes. Yeah, he's also he's like, oh, I knew that man. I knew that guy was. I knew that boy yeah. was trouble. Very much the overprotective father figure that we've like kind of assumed was his role but that we see it i think for the first time mm-hmm. maybe and interesting how like he was he was assuming that role when dean was gonna break her heart or whatever but then when jess was the bad when jess was the bad guy it was like get off his back blah 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 which it's makes different, sense though, it, was different. Nephew, it was different it was different it was like interesting how but like, he was still ooh. protective of rory when jess and rory were going out yes he was 
whatever. Um, long story short, she puts Dean in a headlock because Dean tries to come in to get coffee. Right, and Luke comes out, or Luke comes goes out to the street. And says, Luke goes out and's like, no, you're not going in there. Uh, uh-uh, uh, it's not happening. And um, yeah, he puts Luke, in, he puts Dean in a headlock, and Lorelai is not impressed. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? He's sixteen. What the fuck? Um, and that's the only time we see Dean in that episode. And he looks sad, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's very well. It's very like teen problems. Yeah, exactly. It's like, but it, it, it but it does chip away at a larger issue in terms of Lorelai and Rory's relationship. When Lorelai finds out the reason why they broke up, she doesn't find out yet. Rory right. doesn't tell her anything yet. Then leading up to their reunion, she felt like. You know, Lorelai kind of plants the seeds, saying like, "I don't want to." You know, it's okay to say I love you. Like, I don't. I don't want to raise someone. Yeah, who, but that's later. Who, yeah. Yeah. Um, they go to the party later. They do go to the party. Yes. Um, so I had a flashback while watching this episode. So when I was in, I'm gonna say grade eight. Mm-hmm. Grade eight, I think. I went over to a friend's house who was a fellow Gilmore Girls fan, and she had the DVDs. And this was when One Tree Hill started being, like, a big thing. Okay. So, um, I think when you're younger... So, here's the thing. I'll say something about that. Um, I thought, and I think a lot of people thought, they would take the opportunity to, like, set Rory and Tristan up now. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that if Tristan... Tristan. I think that if Chad Michael Murray hadn't left, Mm -hmm. he would have played a bigger role in Gilmore Girls. Yeah. And I think they would have at least made them date a little bit. I think that's why, I don't know for sure, but I think that was kind of why, like, Jess took the place that Tristan, I feel like if if Chad Montgomery hadn't been on One Tree Hill, they probably, he would, they probably would have, you know, maybe had, I mean, I don't know, because they they did play that out a lot in season one, so I'm not sure if it would have become overkill by season two, but like. I don't know, but I always got the feeling in this episode, like, I remember in the early stages of me watching season one, I was never like, oh, we're interested in need to get together, because I thought he was annoying, mm-hmm. that whole Mary thing or whatever. Um, they kind of become friends in the later episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I remember thinking this is the first time that I was like, oh, maybe now that Dean's gone, maybe she can get to, like, it'll be a slow build kind of thing, but mm-hmm. maybe they could eventually get together. Because what ends up happening at the party is that they kiss. Remember? <gasps> yeah, I remember. <laughs> you want to gasp dramatically? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they kiss because Tristan's upset because Summer broke up with him. Right. What so a I'm terrible like... person, by the way. <laughs> She's like, why are you following me around? I still have fun. I want to dance. <laughs> But I apparently mean, she had locked herself in a bathroom with this guy named Austin. I mean, Tristan was being a dick, too. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah. Clearly a match made in heaven. Yeah, but he, <laughs> she was much shittier than he was, I found. Okay. Um, You don't agree? I agree. Are you sure? I mean, I don't really give that much thought. I, never, I forgot her name was Summer until you said it. Oh, because so. I just rewatched it last night. Yeah, I remember it now because it's like, Summer? Uh, and he's getting all upset and she's yeah. like, they make a, there's a bit, there's a scene Can at the I party. just say... Summer and Dean oh. have a great way of breaking up in front of people. <laughs> I was going to say that they're making were... a big fucking scene. Summer and Dean would make a good couple. Oh, maybe. Then they could be off screen. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> Fuck. Dean should have died. No, I'm kidding. We're going to lose. We're going to lose followers. We're going to lose. The character storyline should have died, not Dean himself. She meant Dean. No, I didn't. Anyways. Um, she did. Yeah. So they're on the piano. And Tristan kisses her. But she brings a... I like... Again, she brings a book. She brings a book again. Yeah. He's like, 
interesting. He's like, great party. She's like, yeah, give me a chance to catch up on my reading. I was like, we get it. You read. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. But it, see, they didn't really, they only really did that with her character in season one. They didn't really like have yeah, her playing around a book. That. Like it was just. Uh, maybe in season two when she met Jess and she was like, I read a lot. But they made, but she wasn't like, I read, like I have a book with me all the time. Like, like, by, like by season two it was clear, like Rory likes books. You know yeah. what I mean? But in season yeah, one it was like. Yeah. In season one they were still establishing she likes books. Yeah. Like likes books. Yeah. Exclamation point. Um, this is also when, before that happens, this is also when Lane... <gasps> I was just about to bring that up. We're so in me- sync. Meets Henry. Yeah, it's the first introduction of Henry. Henry, what's his last name? Cho. Henry, Henry Cho. Henry Cho. Lane Kim and Henry Cho. And I don't like, I mean, we'll get to this in future episodes, but I don't like, I get it, but I don't like how Lane handled that. No, that was a terrible way of handling it. And I get it, but... Very short-lived. No. We can't even call him a boyfriend. Because they didn't even go on a date. Because no. she was so, like... Like, I kind of get the, the thing that... The thing it, I get where she's coming from. It, it, I mean, it comes to a head in season two. So we'll get to that yeah. at a later date. No, I think end of season one, no? No, it's with the baskets in season two. Remember with the picnic baskets at the auction? My cousin's gonna remember her cousin was gonna come. Yes, you're right. I'm this hold of this whole diversion. He's yeah. like, yeah. Artistic tasket, it's called. Yes, and he's like, yeah, I already asked him also the prom. Yeah, yeah, no, I, re- I remember, I remember. Yes. I remember. But yeah, you can't even call that a relationship. No. I think she just psyched herself out so much. She was like, what do I do? She even says it. And this is where I see a lot of similarities between Lorelai and Lane. Because yeah. Lane is freaking out because her mother, oh my God, my mother might actually approve of this guy. And Lorelai is always, as the season, as the show goes on, is always so reluctant to date somebody that her mother would approve of. And I, I'm no, I don't think or it's, do something that her mother would approve of. I don't think it's necessarily an action or a boy or a, a mate necessarily. Like I don't think it's looking for approval. I think it's just more like becoming like her family. Like so, like I think by this point in Lane's existence, she's like, I'm not like them. I can't be like them. And okay. so she's so and she's so committed to her identity as not like her family. So no, it's I like, get it. Anything that's like, oh my gosh, I'm becoming like my mother. Like, I, or, I'm, yeah. or I'm becoming like one of... Yeah, because she's you know? been trying all these years to get far, far away from that. Like, she doesn't like going to church. She listens to rock music, all that. And then all of a sudden, she's like liking the same things that her mother would like. Like, a future doctor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Anyways, but I just saw some which, similarities. Which ruins, the fa- which ruins the fact that he would have been a perfect boyfriend because it's like, oh my God, my mother would approve you. Ew. Yeah. Like that's, that's also very, but she's even saying it. She's like, she comes to rant to Rory at that point. She's like, okay, I have a major problem. But like, what was, there was no, problem. there was no problem. She was basically just saying he's going to be a doctor. His parents are active in the church. He's super respectful. He's Korean. He speaks, I don't know how many languages. And Rory's like, okay, Lane, what the fuck is the problem? <laughs> like, I don't understand. I'm falling for a guy that my mother would totally approve of. And I don't even think like, I mean, maybe Lane does, but like we, but like we as the audience never got to see or have an idea of what his, what Mrs. Kim would have been like if, with him, with him, or with someone she approved of. Like, yeah. But do you remember when they like broke up? And I'm using air quotes because no, uh, like when he told her like I can't do this anymore, kind of thing. Um, Mrs. Kim like kind of confronts her and is like, "Cho, is he Korean? Oh my god." Like, yeah. Maybe I can call his mother. Yeah, exactly. So I think she would have been fine. Are you sure he was Korean? Yeah, I know. She <laughs> says it like eight times. Yes, Mrs. Kim, he's fucking Korean. Um, yeah, that's another thing. Like, I don't think we would have known 
what Mrs. Kim's reaction was. That's but I think she would have approved. Like in my mind, knowing Mrs. Kim, I think she would have approved. I don't think she would have liked how they met at a party. You know, because no, she would have approved. I'm I'm just I'm just saying. I don't think we would have. We 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 as the audience never got to see what should have been like. I mean, we did later on when she gets married, but Mm -hmm. like we never got to see what it would have been like for her to. How controlling she would have been that, like, because she approved, it's like has to be her way. Has, yeah. Like, I feel like we never, we didn't get to see that side yeah. so much. But I think they had to keep that storyline going, right? Yeah. That storyline of Lane being disobedient, kind of thing. Yeah, and it only comes to a head in season four, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, but whatever. Yes. Um. So, Fallout. No, before I talk about something, I'm going to talk about something else. Did we finish talking about Rory and Tristan kissing? Oh, what I wanted to say with that is that I remember going to a friend's house <laughs> and um, I started saying, like, if Chad Michael Murray hadn't left to go do Wintry Hill, I think they maybe would have gotten together. I remember my friend was like, we were trying to introduce Gilmore Girls to some people that were there. And we're like, oh, we should play that. We should play the episode where Rory and Tristan kiss. Mm-hmm. And I remember her thinking, I remember her saying like, oh my God, I wanted them to get together. And I was like, oh, I don't remember thinking that, but maybe they would have. But I remember us rewatching that episode. And the second time I watched it back, because this was the, the day of like, you didn't, you watched it once and that yeah. was kind of thing. And then I watched it again. I was like, oh my God, I think they would have been good together if he hadn't left. No. No, but I mean, I think it would have been a good storyline not good together because I think that couple would have been problematic as well. Mm-hmm. But all these things started going in my head. Like, would Lorelai have approved of a guy that goes to Chilton? Because you know Emily and Richard approve already, right? So yeah, when he, that when whole he... thing would have come up again of like, remember when Rory went to the country club? Right. And she wanted to go to the country club and she wanted right. to spend time with her grandparents? You know, Lorelai was kind of freaking out because she's like, oh my God, this world that I wanted to get away from, maybe my daughter loves it. So there was just things that were going through my mind of like, oh, it would have been interesting to see like that dynamic. You know what I mean? And I'm call me crazy, but I think that's where they were going again. Yeah, but they did eventually play that dynamic out with her and Logan. Yeah, no, I get it. But I think it would have been interesting to do it when she was younger. Because yeah. when she finally got together with Logan, she's already in college. Like, you can't really control her. Yeah, and Lorelai wasn't as panicky about... No. Because I think she was already accepting of it by that point. But that's it. I think if she was younger... And we yeah. get into it next episode, um, this whole, like, the two worlds colliding. Um, I just... Whatever. When I was rewatching it, a bunch of things went into my went through my mind, and that's what I think comes with analyzing episodes like this. I don't think TV is meant to be analyzed as much. No, but we do it anyway. We do it anyways. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So they so Rory and Tristan kiss, and Rory and then, starts crying. Yeah, and then they leave or leave ish, and the, <laughs> um, Elaine was dancing with Henry the whole time, and he's the like, whole time. and he's like, wait, I don't have your number. Our last, <laughs> our last name's Kim. We're the only ones in Stars Hollow. And yeah. then she says, I can't believe I just gave my number to a, to a potential Korean doctor. Yeah. Which but plays yeah. which plays on a loop on pre, in previously on for episodes to come. Seriously. Um, previously on. <laughs> I can't. So then, she, um, where was Lorelai when this was happening? So Lorelai. Went to see Max. Yeah. So Rory asks Lorelai at the diner. Because Lorelai's trying to get her to wallow, right? Mm-hmm. And Lorelai's like, you know, you need to get, you need to do this part of the grieving process. You need to get over it. And Rory starts asking her a bunch of questions about her and Max. Like, how long did it take you to get over it? What did you do? No, no, no. 
And I think that's when Lorelai realizes, like, she's not over Max yeah, exactly. yet. Because, yes, she does go to visit him. And uh, sexy time ensues. <laughs> <laughs> so they try to resist at first, apparently. Yeah. Um, but then they flip a table. Remember that? Yeah. Remember that scene? Like, 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 just like a little coffee table in between them, right? That's so, again, boom. like, that's so dramatic. <laughs> yeah, like, see, relax. You're fucking adults. <laughs> you don't need to rip each other's clothes off like oh, that much. Well. <laughs> that much that you have to smash a coffee table. No, but I think that was the good. That was a good example of the dichotomy that you first pinpointed at the beginning, where you said that like Max was Lorelai's dean. Mm-hmm. So like, because like you know that that's that it's true in this case where. You know, Rory and Dean broke up, and so Lorelai was trying to give her advice. And she's like, "Oh, what about you and Max?" And she's like, yeah. "Then nope. she re- then she realizes, oh crap." Yeah, you um, know what I fucking realized? She still has this goddamn book. Return that fucking book. <laughs> Unforgivable. Unforgivable. Considering that was a re- looked like a really pretty edition. It's so fucking pretty. <laughs> I mean, she still it's, has it's, this fucking book. But it's also on him to not lend a book to someone you're dating. Yeah. That could I'm thinking back to the time I lent my friend a book. It's been five years. Where's this fucking book? You're not getting it back. I'm getting it back. I keep texting her. Five years? Are I you go, still friends? I will go to her fucking house. Are you still friends? Yeah, we're still friends. Ish? No, we're friends. Okay. I want my fucking book back. So why didn't you give it back? Because we live so far. So and she... I only saw her in June. And we went out. Anyways, whatever. And I want my fucking book back. We always forget, like, what I don't forget. Okay. She forgets. I'm, it's always in my mind. I'm like, my fucking book. Which book was it? The Girl on the Train. Uh, well, you were kind of over that, so. Yeah, but still my fucking book. <laughs> okay. Understandable. That was a, that is a very good book. Anyway, so I was just triggered by the fact that she still had this book. Um, so she goes over. They have sex. And I don't like the way she handled that. No. She's like, but... okay, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta give Suki back her car and he's like yo wait up <laughs> like we just had sex what are you doing you know? no it's just it's cause it was very much like him trying to like I don't know if they were trying to get back like I think in his mind he's like well now we can work it out it's fine you know and her she's like well we tried you're irresistible now I gotta go back to my life you know what I mean she's yeah she's very it's again it's messy no, and Lorelai, we've and we've talked about this uh, again till we're blue in the face. But Lorelai, especially in the first season, is just very commitment phobic. Yeah. So. Yeah. And gotta run. Suki, yeah, she's like, gotta get Suki's car back to her. <laughs> You're like, bitch, what the fuck? Like, thanks for the quickie. See yeah. ya. Thanks yeah. for the booty call or, or yeah. whatever. Thanks for flipping a table because I'm so <laughs> irresistible. Who is he though? He's not. He's okay. I meant her. Guys. Okay. I mean. Whatever. He's not irresistible. Mm. I can resist. <laughs> I think the shade that I throw at Dean is the shade that Jeffrey shows throws at Max. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't hate. I. I, I don't. Uh, they're not. They're not a good couple. Like, they're okay. They're, See, I don't mind Max. He's he, every time I rewatch, he's he get I. I don't hate him as... I don't dislike yeah. him as much. I never hated him. It was just kind of like... I remember the very first time I watched it, it was just like, what? No. Ew. Okay, you're not... Like, no chemistry. I didn't see any chemistry the very first time. Oh, well. I always thought the problem with that relationship was that she wasn't ready. Yeah, exactly. You know? But, like, when they got engaged, I, I was like, ugh, you've been together for five minutes and apart. And apart in five and minutes. And apart for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so his solution to this whole relationship thing is... They should talk every day on the phone <laughs> until they come up with a solution. 
Um, What's the fucking solution? <laughs> I don't understand. Like he's like, have you thought about it? Have you like figured something out? He's like, no, I'm still Rory's teacher. You're still her mother. Guys, <laughs> nothing's gonna change. What do you mean? Uh, I think what's gonna change is your willingness to do it. You know, like yeah, are you exactly. in or not? But like, I don't know what talking about it every day on the phone is supposed to do. No. Like, it doesn't change the situation is what I'm trying to say. You know? No, it doesn't. So that's why I was like, okay, that's fucking weird, Max. But it, it kind of, le- like, this episode, I think, leaves the door open for... Well, yeah, because know? now they're on speaking terms, right? Again, yeah, exactly. whereas before they weren't. So, um... So Lorelai leaves. Lorelai leaves. And comes home. And comes home. And Rory's on the couch with a cart- the, the carton of ice cream. The biggest tub of ice cream yeah that i've ever seen <laughs> in like, my life i think i'm ready to wallow now and she's crying yeah In- insert extra music here blah 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 yeah. executive producer amy shimmer paladino the yeah. end <laughs> yeah. i think she needed to do it though like well well that was the whole point i think it was Not like wallow but i mean i think you like no but she jumped right from this this shitty thing happened okay i'm fine and like was trying to well, fill that's that, what i mean i fill think the like, void with tasks no matter what happens even though it's dude <laughs> No matter what it is, like, problems in general, mm-hmm. like, you can keep busy, but eventually you're going to have some downtime or something's going to happen that you're going to think of it, think of it, you know? Yeah, it reminds me of... You have to deal with your emotions. Exactly. It's it, the opposite of a bubble of emotional repression. The, the very exact opposite. You need to let it out. Yeah, it reminds me of a quote from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen Have you ever seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? Of course. Okay, so at the end of... You know, at the end of the movie, where they're in the cab, and she's like, she's up, like, she was gonna move to Brazil with, with like, with the future president, but he ended up going to prison, and so she's like, sing, sing, exactly. So yeah. she's, she's like, oh, of course I'm still going. You know, why I've never been to Brazil. Why would I waste a perfectly good plane ticket? Yeah. And like, um, he's like, his name is escaping me right now. Um, me too, actually. She calls well. She calls him by by her brother's name because she calls she calls him Fred because she thinks she, she so looks like Fred. So flighty, this Holly Golightly. Yeah, and so anyway, he says to her, like he but he's seeing for the he's like he it's really it's really hitting him all at once that like, you know that like that this the way that she is 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 not healthy because like she's constantly just running away from her problems and jumping into new venture after new venture and it's like how do you go through life like that you can and so but he he knew from the very like i think he knew from the very first time he met it like she's just big on running away from her problems like you know she says like do you ever get the mean reds and it's like the reds are much worse than the blues because like you're you get afraid and you don't know what you're afraid of yeah which is by the way that's the definition of anxiety the word you're looking for is anxiety so whenever holly feels they didn't know that word in the 50s and 60s no so whenever holly feels anxious she says she she, she hops into a cab and goes to tiffany's that calms her down right away so now we have pills holly <laughs> interesting because because originally they um the author of the book wanted marilyn monroe to play holly uh-huh. Golightly. so that would have been isn't she bisexual in the book the character holly Golightly. Hmm. It's there's a lot in the book. It's, it's a lot of left up to the imagination. Like I read the book after I saw the movie, so like okay. there wasn't as many unknowns for me. But if I had never seen the movie, I think I would have been like, "Ooh, Ooh. what does that mean?" Ooh. You know. But anyway, <laughs> the face you made was great. Ooh. <laughs> but anyway, she um, eventually, you know, in that cabs in that you know um, cab scene at the end of the movie, he makes the driver pull over and he gets out and it's raining and he says like. 
you know, you're, you, you're constantly afraid that someone's going to put you in a cage. Well, baby, you're already in that cage because you built it yourself. Yeah. And no matter how, I don't, these aren't the exact words I'm paraphrasing, but he says, like, no matter how far you run, <laughs> no matter how far you run, you're just going to end up running into yourself. Yeah. So, like, she spent, yeah. at least for the duration we knew her in this book and in this movie, like, she spent the, her whole life running away from her problems. Like, she ran away from her husband, Doc Golightly. And just, like, you see, like, her problem, she was, she, she lived her life by just avoidance. Yeah. And that being said, you know, I think Rory R- Rory's avoidance only lasted a day, thank yeah, God. Not a whole movie. Not our whole life, but um <laughs> it eats you up inside. Yes. Whatever it is. Like we're talking in general terms right now. Yeah, like that I think that was the implication. Like yeah. but when we see Rory in the very beginning of the episode, like, you know, let's get up to say, yeah, I'm on Saturday, right, right, right. I'm like she like go go. go. Rearrange furniture, by the way. <laughs> I've never had the urge to rearrange furniture it's by fun. myself. My grandmother used to do that all the time. Oh, she really? used to be like after Christmas, like when to take the take her tree down, she'd be like, I said moving furniture and then one year when she was older she ended up like pulling a muscle and everyone was like, Oh, oh my god, what's wrong with you? So like she, she never moved furniture again. Uh, I've but, never had the urge to do that. <laughs> my mother gets that urge sometimes. I don't know. But, but again, like that, but like that, that would be something that I would do. Like yeah. when we're cleaning my room at midnight, like it's cause I'm feeling, I'm feeling anxious about yeah. something I can't control. Yeah. So my, the, you know, the, the, the state of my room is something I can control. So I'm going to put all that anxious if energy into that. If only I did that. something healthy when I was feeling anxious, if like only, go to if, the gym. If only we all did that. Yeah. That's just too easy. Cause when I'm anxious, like the other day I was feeling super anxious. I'm like, I'm going to hop in my car at nine o'clock at night and go to the grocery store <laughs> and get chocolate covered that's, that's a, a great way to deal with my anxiety. That's a very, that's an oddly specific item. I know. Item. I know. I was craving them. But Roy was craving ice cream, so she was sitting on her couch with No, the... she was craving a garden hose at first. Roy was like, we don't, <laughs> have, we don't have a garden. She's like, if we had a hose, we could grow one. <laughs> that's, Roy, that's a reach. That's something that Emily would say. Like, no. you know, like, well, if we had, like, you, you need this. Like, yeah. if, if you had this, you would have that. Like, Emily's super avoidy, too. See? So, yeah. family resemblance. Of course. Family drama. Yeah. That's the end of this episode. Yeah. Well, it was kind of a sad episode. I kind of, like, I don't know. I, what I, liked, I think what I like most about this episode is um, this is, like, an, an instance where, what's her name's? Madeline Louise are friendly towards Rory. Like, yeah. they invite her to the party. Has. And she's, she's like... super getting along with them. And she's like, you came! Like, yeah. I don't know. Because, like, if, especially in the first season, like, they flip on a dime... At every, at every well, turn. Because they're always following Paris, and Paris is flippy as fuck. Which is just, every time I rewatch the earlier seasons, I'm just like, it boggles my mind because, like, Paris was no, was not a queen bee. Like, underneath all of that, like, Paris was just like, Paris Paris is, like, icy exterior, eventually smashed. And, like, when we see. Super insecure. Like, especially in, like, seasons three and four, where it's like, she, she has a breakdown on television when, she, when she's getting to Harvard. And then, like, three, yeah. when we see her in season four again, it's like, she's had a breakdown. She has, like, a life coach. It's like. It's. <laughs> her emotional homework yeah like this is like that's and to me in my head like i think probably when i like from the very beginning i think i always knew that's who she was underneath so it was like seeing that like that that exterior shatter was like what i knew was coming mm-hmm. so like but, but like to watch it again it's like why are you following her she's like not she's so not what you think she is yeah. you know i don't know but um it's, you're starting to kind of see the beginnings of the Paris Rory friendship. Yeah, because she's like, my watch stopped. What time is it? Yeah. 10.35. Bye. Talking, yeah, that's me, by the way, at any party. My mother says I have to stick till 10.30. That was me. My mom was always like, if you want me, call me, but you should try and stay. Make an effort. I'm like, what time is it? Can I call you now? <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I didn't, I, like, I would try and force myself to, like, I would never want to call her, but, like, I feel like if I did, she would come right away. Like, yeah, like my I, mom always did, but you she know? Like, did you have fun? Like, you should have made an effort, like, whatever. I think it's just parental worry, you know? And, and Paris even says it, she's like, my mom is worried that I'm not being social enough. And, uh, listen, I think with Paris's mother, it's kind of different, because she's, all about like what it would look like yeah, if, like my daughter's not socializing but my mother was really coming from a place of like i want you to have friends and i want you to be like yeah because i think my mom doesn't understand that like me being alone in my room reading a book i'm happiest mm-hmm. then you know what i mean but for her she's like i always have to be with people you know what I yeah mean? So. but it's funny you're saying that because i re- i as you know I, I just wrote an essay about um introverts. yeah introverts yeah. and friends and friendship yeah and like for me, when I was learning, like like you just said, like your mom didn't want you to miss out, or your mom, like your mom wanted you to have fun. Mm-hmm. So like that's like I feel like that's kind of the per- the parental attitude of all parents of introverts, where it's like we want like we're not like you know devaluing your, your, your that you like alone time, but it's yeah. like we want you to also have fun. Yeah. So like for me, I think I interpreted everyone else's anxiety towards that as like, well, I should be anxious if they're if they're anxious about that, I should be anxious about that. So like when you say like, oh, you always wanted to call your mom, like. Even if, like, I kind of, I kind of would, like, choke down that feeling and be like, I should, I should be enjoying this. Like, I should want to enjoy yeah. this. And I'd, like, force myself to enjoy it even if I didn't. And then, like, not call my mom because, like, no one else, no one else was calling their mom. So it's, like, I tried so hard to conform and it was, like, fear of missing out, like, times ten. Yeah. FOMO. Times a thousand. It. So, like, I get it. only recently have we, like, you know, I'm too tired to, to care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> also, when you're older, it's different, you know? Yes. You, I... For me, anyways, I feel like my mom has to respect my decisions now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, whatever. Can I just say best best scene in this episode was from Kirk? What is, do you remember? Yes. No. He comes up to Rory in the diner. I think I do. I wrote it down. <laughs> so he's talking about why he never liked Dean. Right. Like there was always something about him, you know. And he's like, um, "What did he say?" I think it was the shape of his forehead or his height or his floppy hairstyle. <laughs> yes, Kirk. Go in on that hair, Kirk. I'm glad somebody finally said it. <laughs> Fuck you with your hair. <laughs> he goes, yes, on second thought, I think that's what it is. His floppy hairstyle. Yes, yes. See? I'm like, yes, Kirk. That's why I'm team Kirk always. Eleni's not salty or bitter at all no. about the hair. I was like, team Kirk 100%. Yes, Kirk. Oh, boy. I'm glad someone finally vocalized it. I don't think, like, that. Th- that's kind of, I think I've said this before, like, that was kind of, you know, an introduction to Kirk's quirkiness, yes, you know? It was yeah. like, we like to watch that. Yeah, we're getting bits and pieces thrown in here and there, like, in the first season, and then season two, boom, full on established, yeah. he's the town. And then by season three, he's in the main cast, so it's like, yeah, 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 you yeah, know? yeah. Right. But you know what? When I think back on Gilmore Girls, I can't imagine it without Kirk. No. But I like think, he's not an integral part of the story, but, but like, still, he, no, he but he is he is and that he's not. Yeah, I you don't know, know how to explain he's, it. He's 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 an, he's an integral character as a background character. Yeah, or like exactly. as a, as a supporting yeah. character. But like it's all those characters that are not exactly like main cast, but they are main cast. Like in the credits, like mm-hmm. Michelle's main cast, um, Kirk is main cast. Like all these characters that kind of make the show great. Because mm-hmm. without them, it would still be great because the story and the writing is great, but they make it that much better, in yeah. my opinion. Speaking of those characters, yes, tell me. Um, we have to talk about the best line from this episode. Mm. I thought I said it. In conclusion, 
which is from Bad, Wait. which is from Babette. Oh, okay. Who I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, other people who I see Babette too. Yeah, great yeah. I was gonna say like I feel like a lot of other people who I've talked to who have watched Gilmore Girls like they hate those they they hate the quirky little characters. But like I no, always I love, love I always love Babette because I feel like yeah. I feel like I have at least three relatives who are exactly <laughs> like Babette. Yeah, we all have a Babette somewhere in our family. You probably. know, if I think hard enough, yeah. So at one point, like Babette's trying to come, she comes over and she's trying to like com- comfort Rory. Rory, sweetie, yeah. <laughs> she's freaking out. Like inviting herself in, just like inviting herself in, into the into the problem. Yep. <laughs> so Babette says to Lorelai in terms of like I can you know I can help her. Mm-hmm. She's like I'm sure you can. <laughs> she's like I can tell her all about the horrible men I've known in my day. Really, truly awful men. I was pushed out of a moving car once. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's like Babette. That's traumatic. <laughs> Self respect. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And I think Lorelai's response to that, well, isn't that a happy little anecdote? <laughs> yeah. So, anything else to say about this episode? Uh, no, but they can follow us on Tweeters. Tweeters, yeah. If you watch Shit's Creek, you get that reference. If not, follow watch Shit's Creek. <laughs> follow us on Tweeters. Follow us on Tweeters at Gilmore Podcast. Or tweet us on Facebook. <laughs> tweet us on Facebook. No, we, we're not on, you're confusing the people. We're not on Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Gilmore Podcasts. And on Instagram is at Gilmore Girls Podcast, yes. where we are continuing to see receive lots of love. On Instagram, yes. yeah, it's crazy. I think I checked it today. We're at six oh one. Oh really? Yeah. That's okay. We've just like boom, like yeah. Um, I think it's great. That's what I mean. Like Instagram is very like niche in terms of yeah. You know, I think our username is clear, and we post quotes, and everyone loves quotes. So yeah, those quotes are all her, by the way. <laughs> I don't have the t- I don't have I don't have the the discipline or the diligence or the patience. Un- I'm still unemployed, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I work part time. But uh, yeah, so thank you guys so much for all the support. If you have Twitter, follow us on Twitter. Yes, yeah, so Eleni wants more followers. I want more followers. <laughs> I mean, I just think that there's certain things that I can post on Twitter that I can't. On, oh, like for when sure. we post, yeah, when we post, of course, when we post quotes, we post post them both places i can't speak um but when we're uh you know when we're talking about articles sometimes that we 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 talk about on the show we tweet it out we tweet it out you know i'll retweet some things i get really salty about dean's hair um so if you're if you if you hate dean and christopher you must follow us follow our twitter account um and then i just want to say a final thank you to everyone who's um downloaded or listened to the podcast um, we get a breakdown of, like, the countries that listen to it the most. And it's crazy. Like, we have some people from Hong Kong. Wow. And uh, I just find it amazing. Out of all the shit that's going on in your country right now, you're True. following us. True. Thank you so much. And yes. stay safe, please. And thank you again to Lori for her card. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Lori. Shout out. And if you want to send us fan mail, we don't have a P.O. box. <laughs> but you can DM us. Yes. Or tweet us. Or comment. Tweet us, comment. Whatever it is you want. We read them all. Yes. We talk about them. You can send us an email. (laughs) We'll be there. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye.